What's up, Katie? Oh, God. I don't know why that was playing. What's up, KDHR fam? It's your boy, Metal, back again another week. I should probably hit play on music because that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Let me lower that a little bit. That was a little loud in my ears. Not gonna... There you go. Um, so. Like also trying to open up a chat while like doing this. Oh, this is so hard sometimes, you know. So hard. Logistics of this is fantastic, I gotta say. Uh, how do I open that? There we go. And I can see the chat now. Muted. Cool. All right. I think I have everything the right way. <laughs> wow. I gotta love this kind of stuff, man. I'm just making a small adjustment so that I can be on one boat. <laughs> Alright, uh, so. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could. Alright, now I know for next week that it's slightly different. I had it set to a smaller capture because, you know, there was less people. Now there's more people and I have to adjust the screen. It's like, oh, God. But, anyway. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this week. Um. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, I'm like looking at myself so I know where to point. So if you look over next to Anthony's channel a little bit, there's our apps on Instagram and Facebook. Both of those have link trees to our other pages, which uh, are the link trees that have. God, I am pushing business on this. <laughs> I gotta love that. Let's try that again. If you follow both uh, Instagram and Facebook, both of those have link trees that have links to all of our other stuff, including our YouTube channel, our Discord server, and um, merch. <laughs> and our merch. Oh, I've had a long day, okay? I've had a very long day. I mean, I had an adult today. I had to do taxes today, man. I still need to do I'm working on my Oh, God. I'm not about to document this, My parents need to pay something like their taxes. So they're like, oh, we'll just go to the same Right. So we'll just all, like, go to Reddit so, like, take the trip. So, like, it just hasn't happened. Okay. But, but, uh, like I was saying, if you follow up this, uh, follow the link tree, you'll get our access to our YouTube channel as well. Or you can, uh, if you so choose, you can subscribe and watch the videos we have on there. Uh, we have our Epic Riff series running where I teach you guys how to play certain riffs from certain um, songs. And if you guys want to, uh, I love that I just now got the notification that like, KDHR is live. And I've been self-watching this whole time. Like, that's oh, great. Okay. Yeah, we're on Twitch live right now. Oh, yeah. Why do you think we have our cameras on, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. Everybody has their cameras on last time. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're live on Twitch, guys. We're live on Twitch. Um, but uh, as I was saying, yeah, you can watch the Epic Riff series where I teach you guys some awesome guitar riffs and, and the like. And you can also watch the What If series where our co-host Carlos was doing. Um, basically, he was kind of going through uh, different... Uh, what is it, different bands and turning them into different genres, putting them in different keys, all of that stuff. 
our very own uh, DJ right above where I'm pointing right here. He's uh, in a band called Midday Moon, and we what ifified him, which was a lot of fun too. So check that out if you haven't already. And then of course we have uh, the Versus series where right above me, Auto Audi, Auto <laughs> Audi Metalhead. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Audi Metalhead uh, puts two albums or b- bands or anything against each other and uh, compares and contrasts them why they're good, why they're not, etc. So if you haven't checked that out, you should. You definitely should. And obviously, you need to work on some more stuff because I honestly love that first episode, and I'm like, I've been craving more. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so all that's on our YouTube channel as well as uh, we live stream on Fridays on YouTube. So if uh, after this show, after we're done with the live stream here at 7 p.m., we'll be live streaming on YouTube, which is just a shoot the shit. It's an after show. It's not the podcast itself. It's more of a let's just hang out and talk for a little while. I reach that there as well. So uh, as long as there isn't another KDHR program after this, I say uh, come hang out with us if there are if there is another one after us, which I don't think there is. Uh, but if there is, I would tell, say go um, you know support KDHR because yeah, I see Empedia eighty four said hi guys. So everybody say hi to Empedia. What's going on, Empedia? What's up? <laughs> What's up? Um, also, your name sounds way too close to empanada. <laughs> <laughs> it could also be just because I'm hungry. I don't doubt it, bro. I don't doubt it at all. There's a few other people in in the our world that are watching this, so hi everybody else that's watching this and having comments. Uh, I do try to read chat, so uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, then feel free to. Um, put them in the chat and everything but uh anyway so that's our youtube channel and then we have our discord server where you can vote for fan of the week put your suggestions in all of that good stuff we have atlas bot in there and a me six bot so you can use those for anything you want uh as well and then of course you can talk to us on the downtime and all that we'll try our best to talk to you guys but all of that is in the link tree and like i said the merch is in there as well you can pick up your own pedophile pedal merch we have hoodies sweatshirts uh uh, sorry, hoodies, crewnecks, long sleeves, short sleeves, shirts, uh, women's sleeves. We have phone cases, both Samsung or yeah, Samsung and iPhone. In a, all of that is in a huge variety of colors. So definitely go check that out if you so choose. And then of course uh, we have stickers on there because we just want to get stickers, right? Uh, you can follow me personally at Alan Music Perez, or you can follow my photography Instagram at Nature underscore Beauty underscore AD, where I post nature stuff. I haven't posted anything in a while, but like I said in previous episodes of this podcast, um, we uh, oh, I just realized that I think the freaking music was playing, man, out to Twitch. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be happening. So. Ban Hammer. Yeah, seriously, if I'm not careful, I'm lucky the first and second songs aren't, like, super popular, but, like, oops. <laughs> I just noticed it because ba- there was a banner moving around. I'm like, it says desktop audio. I'm like, I forgot to mute the desktop audio. Oh. Uh, no, it's because it bounces right, around. get banned as quick as we can. I know, we'll right? No. God. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, um, because who doesn't, oh, yeah, yeah, me personally uh, on all that stuff. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitch at twitch.tv slash metalrhino94. I've been playing Hellblade Senua Sacrifice, uh, so I'm going to get back on that pretty soon, and then I'll be playing other stuff at some point or another. So uh, definitely check that out if you want. Uh, or you can follow, uh, you subscribe to my YouTube channel, and that is uh, Alan B, The Life of a Musician. 
where I posted a bunch of vlogs for a while. I did some Facebook reaction stuff, and I'm currently, uh, you know, going through some stuff to see what my next video is going to be. I have a lot of things planned, so it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that because I don't know what's going to be possible or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just uh, subscribe and see what happens. But I do have stuff planned, so hopefully uh, that'll come out soon. But uh, who's got next? I've been talking for almost 10 minutes. I'll go next. Uh, right. Hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning back into the show. Uh, Anthony here, and something new about me, I recently just cut my hair. So, uh, yeah, finally, the long hair is gone. So, I'll go ahead and, um, yeah, follow me on my Instagram page. Long hair is gone, still has hair down to his freaking shoulders. Like, what? Yeah, long <laughs> hair is gone. Uh, yeah, follow me on my Instagram page at Anthony One Ivers Twenty Four, and don't forget to follow my YouTube page at YouTube.com/slash/POV1Foo. If you like vintage jerseys, if you like vintage goodies and all that good stuff, we'll be trying to drop a video this weekend. They're working on editing and hey. all, all that good stuff, so be on the look. Hey, looking forward to that, Sounds my good, guy. Bro. Who's got next? Hey, it's your boy Audi Metalhead back uh, again with um, stuff. I don't know. Um, you can follow me on. Um, TikTok and Instagram at Audi Metalhead, where um, and, uh, and subscribe to my YouTube channel also at Audi Metalhead, where uh, I forgot to mention this last time on Twitch, but I do talk uh, about autism and uh, metal shit on that channel, uh, but mostly autism shit on uh, TikTok. And that's it. Cool beans. Yeah, I guess uh, we, we know who always goes last here. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, but yeah, DJ here, uh, also known as Contraband96 on Instagram. Uh, Contraband96 on, or Z on Twitch. Um, and then, yeah, you can check out the link tree in my Instagram bio. It'll take you to, you know, stuff for Pedal Over Metal, some of my personal stuff, uh, as well as the band of uh, metal I've mentioned, uh, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Midday Mood. Uh, we just posted a, a video. Oh no, we just recorded a video. We didn't post anything yet, um, so we're gonna start posting some uh, some teasers soon, and just some some of the ideas and game plans uh, that we have moving forward. So there will be content very very soon. I've said that for a while, but we we actually have it now. So uh, <laughs> to keep an eye on our Instagram account sometime this week, and you'll be hearing some updates. Yay! I'm excited for that. Actually, yeah, it should be should be pretty fun, man. <laughs> but uh, como se llama? Uh, Izzy, do you think? Hi, I'm Izzy. I still ain't got nothing to plug. Sounds about Izzy. <laughs> I was gonna use other words, but as usual. I don't think we have a problem with cussing. Maybe. <laughs> uh, just a quick heads up for everybody here. Uh, this episode of the podcast will, of course, be posted on Monday. If uh, from uh, from my end, Tuesday from KDHR's end. So if you want to hear it with all the music that you can see playing below, uh, then check that out um, and all that stuff. You just won't see our faces during the episode. But, yeah, it's a, it's a give or take, you know. Sometimes you get to hear the music and other times you get to see our faces and talk to us, you know. But, uh, so, or you yeah. can play them both at the same time and mute the Twitch audio and listen to the podcast. And, you know, you'll be helping us out in three different ways at once. We'll give you the best experience, you know, when it posts on, a, when it posts on Monday. Huh. Big brain right there. That is big brain. Big brain. That big is brain. that is galaxy brain no right there. brains in this chat. That was that was big beautiful. Brain. My God, that was beautiful. Oh my. 
That's what, that's what a master's degree gets you. <laughs> that's right, you have a master's. I forget, dude. I'm over here yeah, like... That's exactly why. For this moment, specifically. First time I've ever used one. This is exactly I'm what kidding. it was for. <laughs> uh, but, but I was saying, yeah, so, so this episode will be up next week, of course. However, uh, ne- uh, the week after that Monday won't have an episode uh, because we will not be recording slash streaming next week. On top of that, um, the YouTube will be taking a break next week as well. So while there is a stream later tonight, uh, next week there not, will not be one and there won't be an Epic Rift. So just keep that in mind because we have spring break and we want to be on break, you know? So, uh, yeah. Want to bum it. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely uh, be aware of that. But we will be back the week after. So no worries on that end. But uh, that being said, it's time to announce Band of the Week. Almost 15 minutes into this. Jesus. Uh, so, band of the week this week is Mashuga. Who knows anything about Mashuga? Raise your hand. Yeah, I didn't think so. All I know is. You can't even do it right. I can't. <laughs> oh, man. I just know through memes, that's all. Jesus. All right, let's do this. Mashuga is a Swedish extreme metal band. Formed and I'm gonna butcher this name, uh, Yumia, in 1987. I I'm pretty sure I butchered that that name entirely and I apologize. From 87? Yes, they're from 87. Oh, I thought they started like in the like in the 2000s. Wow. I thought 90s, but like early 90s. So I'm no, not like, too I meant far like, off. Like, early 2000s no i i get that i'm saying like i thought it was early 90s so i'm not like too far off but dude yeah damn um so as is customary we go through the discography but there was so much lower in this list than i thought it was all right so uh yes they were from 87 however the first album was in 1991 the album was contradictions collapse and then they had an album in 95, 98, 2002, 2005, 2008, 2012. And the most recent album is in 2016. Uh, what is that? Five years ago? Damn. <laughs> That's yeah, a minute. Five years ago. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, actually. Uh, all right. Let's talk about their history. So Formation and Contradictions Collapse, their first album. In uh, 1985 is when the idea started for this band. 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 Uh, guitarist Frederick Thordendahl formed a band in Numia, uh, which was a university town in northern Sweden. Uh, and then they had originally actually named themselves Metallion. So M-E-T-A-L-L-I-E-N. So think Metallica, but change the last two letters to E-N. <laughs> yeah, that, I think I know why they did change it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so yeah, so they they were that was the original name back in '85, and they recorded a couple demo tapes as well. But soon after, they actually ended up disbanding. Uh, but Thordendal uh, actually continued playing under a different da- a band with new members, and that was Mashuga uh, in 1987. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. They were just there was a different band, and then Mashuga was formed in 1987 by lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist. Jens Kidman and took the name Mashuga from the Yiddish word for crazy. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea. That's kind of cool. Uh, he's, it says that Kidman found the word 
in an American street slang dictionary. Wait, what? what? American street slang has dictionaries? What the hell? Uh, I mean, there's like urban dictionary, but... Wait, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, this is 87. I know, that's what I'm saying. Wait. <laughs> I'm pretty sure urban dictionary wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, I'm pretty Just sure. saying. <laughs> um, so, uh, the band recorded several demos, demos, and then Kidman left, which prompted the remaining members to disband. But then Kidman formed a new band, Calipash, with guitarist Thornton Dahl, bassist Peter Norton, and drummer Nicholas Lug Lundgren. 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 I, why is it so hard to say that name? Um, That's the guy in Rocky Four, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> same last name, yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. <laughs> yes. Great. No, but that's awesome. That's the best way to know how to pronounce his last name. That was great, DJ. <laughs> it's that <laughs> master's degree at work, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, man. Get on my level. We don't even have bachelors over here. Shit. <laughs> and we're working on it. We're working on it. You're working on it. One more year. Hopefully one more year. Fingers crossed. Everything goes well. That aside, though. Um, so... At that time, like I said, they were Calipash, but Thorndrill and Kidman actually were kind of like, you know what? Let's bring that Meshuggah name back. So they did. And in 1989, they released the self-titled three-song EP, Meshuggah, which is commonly known as Psychedelic Test Build. But like not B-U-I-L-D, just B-I-L-D. That's... Build. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh... <laughs> uh, a title that could be... Oh, wait. I said psychedelic, didn't I? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I read that wrong. It's psychisk. And the reason I read psychedelic was because underneath it says psychological. And then uh, I saw the D in test build and I just... Yeah. I read three different words and mashed them together. You got psychedelic. You saw the D and you were mesmerized. Shut the hell up. I walked into that one. <laughs> psychisk, psychisk test builds. A title that could be translated as psychological test picture. Test picture. Yeah. Uh, so that's an interesting title, if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, that was their demo that they released. Well, their EP that was in 89. But um, so then Nick Nicholas Lund Lundgren, Lundgren, God, whatever, uh, was replaced with Thomas. I forgot this song was even in the playlist. I just hear the bass. I was like, what the hell? Uh, can you guys hear the songs, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I wasn't sure. I'm not going to lie. Because um, I lowered the volume like six times because it was stupid loud in my ears. Anyway, so Thomas Hake, Hake, H-A-A-K-E, was the replacement drummer in 1990. Uh, and then at the same time, Mashuga signed a contract with German heavy metal record label Nuclear Blast and recorded his debut full-length album, Contradictions Collapse. So, wow. That's... Uh, quite the three years if you ask me going between so many different people with so many different band ideas putting them all together and then ending up at Meshuggah in 87 88 ish you know depending on when exactly they finalize all that stuff that's a lot to go through in just three years if you ask me but I mean at the same time it feels like a little bit huh don't mind me I'm just drinking tea <laughs> anyway um, so did you guys know that? Well, I actually know you guys didn't know this probably, but 
I, I guarantee I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I tried you, I as I was saying it, I was like, there's no way any of these guys know. <laughs> so the LP was actually originally titled, in parentheses, all this because of, and parentheses, greed. So all this because of greed was the name of the LP. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, in 91. And it got positive reviews, but it wasn't a commercial success. Um, and then that's when, well, or actually a little bit after that, sorry, is when Kidman decided to concentrate on vocals. And so uh, Martin Hagstrom decided to join, uh, whoa, that's cool. Uh, so he joined as the rhythm guitarist, but uh, Hagstrom and Hake actually played together when they were in sixth grade. So they'd actually known each other for a while. I, I'm assuming that Hake is the one that was like, yo, come play in this band with us. Uh, which is actually pretty cool if you ask me. Uh, so then, yeah, the new lineup recorded the EP None at uh, Totenik Records in Umiya in 1994 for release later that year. And a Japanese version was also released, including lyrics printed in Japanese. Oh, wow. That's epic as fuck. Do you know how badass you have to be to do that? Like, God, that sounds cool, man. Imagine Hey Wait in Japanese. <laughs> I'm sorry, DJ. <laughs> it works. Hey, you know what? I ain't even mad at that. That kind of works. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so during this time, Thordendal who was working as a carpenter actually severed the fucking tip of his middle finger. Yes. Jesus. You went the way of Tony Iommi. I was going to say, I'm like, this is sounding a lot like Tony. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same time, Hake, or uh, Haki, whatever his name is, Hake, injured his hand in a router accident. And as a result, the band was not able to perform for various months. Uh, but luckily, Thordendal's finger, fingertip was actually reattached, and he made a full fucking recovery. Bro! What is this? That is the most metal thing I've ever heard since that's crazy. Um, oh, that's Metal Lockwoods, I guess. Insane. Dude, what the hell? Your whole fingertip came off. This is an amazing origin story. I oh love God. this. That's incredible. Oh, my. That is crazy. Oh my! Very, very rarely do you ever hear like a, a an epic backstory that epic. I know, dude. Yeah, and this is all just between 1987 and 1994. It's like that's not even a decade in, and you got all this going on. Uh, so yeah, it was reattached, made a full recovery, and then the self-caged EP was recorded in April and May of 1994. However, because of uh the accidents, that out, or that EP was released a year later uh, in 1995 so then we get the next couple of years is the next era um, next I don't want to say era actually I want to say uh, chapter next chapter uh, in January what of huh what about period chapter in 1995 <laughs> sorry dude in January of 95 Meshuggah undertook a short European tour organized by its record label Nuclear Blast uh, basically, they went on to play. Um, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. They went on to record the album "Destroy, Erase, Improve" at Soundfront Studios in Uppsala, uh, with Daniel Bergstrand as the producer. I don't know who that is, but I feel like I should for some reason. 
Uh, but then after that is when they went on the European tour, and they were with Machine Head for two months. Sounds like a pretty good gig, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Uh, during the tour, Norton became ill and experienced difficulties with his inner ear balance. Due to the resulting chronic dizziness and vertigo, Norton was forced to leave the tour and travel to Sweden. And Machine Head's bassist, Adam Deuce, offered to cover his absence. However, Meshuggah decided to continue as a four-piece, and sometimes Thorndahl would play bass, while other times the band performed with two guitars. In this lineup, Hagstrom would use a pitch shifter to play his guitar an octave lower than usual. That's pretty cool, actually. I, I, you know, we're not going to replace our guy. We're just going to either use one of our own or use a nifty trick. And, like, that's cool. That's dedication to your members. I like that, honestly. Yeah. It's easy to tell another person to come on and everything, but, like, you know, when, when, when you don't necessarily tour with this person all the time, it doesn't matter how much respect you have for their skill. If they're part of a different band or something, they're going to have a different playing style. And as good as they might be, it might end up clashing with with uh, the way you guys play. You know what I mean? That's why I would never in a thousand years offer to swap in for any of the Midday Moon songs. Because I just don't play like them, period. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel like DJ would not do the same for my band. It's not that we don't have, like, it's not like anything against each other. It's just we don't play like each other, right, DJ? I missed most of that because it froze, and then I just caught the part where it said you said something about Midday Moon in the very beginning, and then you said DJ wouldn't do that for my band, and that's all I caught. So I <laughs> you missed everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying so, that uh, I wouldn't I play. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> I was saying but that. I just came in very hot part. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was awful timing. Uh, I was saying yeah. that I would never try to. Um, um, what, what did I say? Um, uh, something about cover. Replacing, uh, no, no, not replace. Cover. I would never try to yeah. cover like for one of you guys in a tour because I don't play in the same style as you do. Just like I know you wouldn't uh-huh. try to play. Uh, to cover for one of us if if my band had a had something like that because you don't play in our style uh and it has nothing to do with anything against each other it's just playing styles differ too much so we both respect each other's styles yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if you needed somebody i would probably try to help you out i still feel like i try to do my best if, if i was your best option but yeah I mean, if you had a better option I wouldn't be like consistent, like Alan. Let me play with you, damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. But I if you so. needed somebody to help you out, I, I'd probably help you out. Like in a pinch, of course, I trust you to do everything in a pinch, yeah. you know. But realistically, it's like we play too different from each other. As much as I love your music, I can't do it any justice, you know. This song again. So. I'm skipping this song. Fuck that. Good. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got I got tired of it because the last time, man. Seriously. No thanks. Anyway, yeah, uh, just, just just belittle the wrestling fan over here. Sure, I will. You asked for it. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, nobody even knew you were a wrestling fan until you said that, man. Just saying. No, I knew you like wrestling. Oh, an old school wrestling fan, not the current BS something. Hi, hi. Anyway, um, so where was it? Oh yeah, so the octave lower thing, right? And then uh, 
Destroy Ease and Prove was released in May of 95 with positive reviews from cli- from critics for the heady tempos, for the quote, heady tempos and abstract approach, end quote. Uh, Kidman described the album cover, quote, the title fits the pictures we cut out and stole from reference books in the library, end quote. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so then they had a short tour with the band, with the Swedish band Clawfinger in Scandinavia and Germany. And then uh, Norden actually had to leave the band because of his sickness and repla- was replaced by bassist Gustav Heim- Helm? Helm? I don't know how to say it. H-I-E-L-M. Anybody? Anybody? Anything? Helm? Mjolnir. Yeah. I'm sorry. I t- <laughs> he said Mjolnir. I'm going to yeah. smack you for that one. <laughs> oh, my I God. Yeah, um, I think it... Helm? Uh, what was it again? H-I-E-L-M. So it's not Helm, like Anthony said. I can tell you that much. Uh, I think it is Helm. Or Helm? I don't know. I don't know. Moving don't on. Know. We apologize for butchering uh, any uh, um, Swedish name. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um... So anyway, in late 1995, Mashuga went on a month-long tour with Hypocrisy. I didn't even know there was a band called Hypocrisy. Did anyone know about that band? Nope. Name is vaguely familiar. Oh, of course it is to you. You listen to the weird stuff. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, so during 96 and 97, Thor- Thordendal actually worked on a solo album which was released in March of 1997 in Scandinavia and in April in Japan. He also hosted Matt slash Morgan's Morgan Band's debut. What? Matt? Matt slash Morgan Band's debut. What the hell, man? Uh, in 97, Meshuggah recorded an unreleased, unreleased demo, toured occasionally, and played a few concerts in its hometown. And then in May of that same year, Meshuggah moved to Stockholm, to be closer to its management and the record industry in general. Okay, okay. Respectable. Uh, reminds me of how, uh, you know, hell yeah, they moved over to to the Texas when uh, when they were recording and stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, Izzy, you can stand to be a little louder, by the way. Um, anyway, um... So the the true human design was rec- uh, the EP was recorded and released in late '97. It contained one new song called "Sane" and one live, and two alternate versions of the opening track from "Destroy Race Improves." Uh, improved, sorry, "Future Breed Machine." Thordendal's solo album was simultaneously released in the United States, and Mashuga started to plan its next album at the end of the year. So all that happened between '95 and '97. So we, we, we're chugging along very slowly. Yes, I did that on purpose. Uh, I said that on purpose. <laughs> so moving on to Chaosphere and Nothing, the 1998 to 2002 chapter. So in January of 98, after two years as a session musician, oh, sorry, session member, Hyum officially joined the band. And uh, Symphony Destruction is playing. Cool. I bet Audi Metalhead's going to be paying attention now. Fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that was a response, and I know it wasn't meant to be, but it just worked too well. Anyway. 
so the record label actually re-released the the um, first album with a few new songs from the Nun EP. Um, and then in May of '98, the next title, or sorry, the next album had its title revealed. I fucked that sentence up entirely. <laughs> I'm trying not to read this stuff verbatim, you know? I'm trying to paraphrase it into my own words, and I just butchered that one. In English May of 98, the next album's title was released and reported as Chaos Sphere. And recording was done between May and June. And then right after recording the album, Meshuggah went on a short U.S. tour, and the album was released in late November. All of this again of 98. Uh, Chaos Sphere's sound is almost is an almost complete departure from the thrash metal style of the band's previous releases. Which, uh, now I need to know about that because I didn't even realize that they had such a drastic change in sound, you know? Excuse me. Uh, so then... Huh? I'm gonna smack him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack him. Is he? I'm just gonna... That was weak. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, Meshuggah toured Scandinavia again, but this time with the band Entomb. Uh, right, a little bit after the, the album had come out. So, probably talking like December of that year. Uh, and then in 99, Meshuggah joined Slayer on their U.S. tour. Imagine playing for Slayer, man. That's got to be crazy. It's just... Just, man, that's got to be some insane shit there. Like, you're just chilling. like fun. You're just chilling, doing your own thing, and then Slayer comes out, and all you hear is just, Slayer! That sounds like fun. I don't know about you. <laughs> I never said it wasn't fun. Like, I'm just saying that's that probably crazy. Like a lovely evening. <laughs> it's a nice, quaint evening with a cold yes. beer. Oh, man. 805? And then jump in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> jump in the pit. Jump in the fight, yeah! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, so uh, Machiga was beginning to be recognized by mainstream music, guitar, drum, and metal magazines. Man, being on the cover of magazines is how you know you've made it. <laughs> As a sellout. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Wow. Imagine I was serious, man. I'd get so much flack for that. I'd, I would just be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was laughing at Ed. Who else saw that? That was great. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> You're, I'm sorry, Anthony. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on blast like that. Uh, but, uh, como se llama? Moving on. Oh, by the way, for anybody that hasn't realized, um, I'm Hispanic. I'm Guatemalan. I say things in Spanish a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, just know it's never anything bad. It's always just. Uh, transition things and segues and stuff wait, like that. Wait, why are you sorry? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you don't understand my language. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sorry for speaking Spanish. I'll speak Spanish all I want. I'll do the whole okay. podcast in Spanish. Spanish? Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even do it in English, man. English <laughs> I'll do the whole... St- fucking podcast in Spanish, man. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry if you don't understand. That's what I'm saying. I I'm not sorry for speaking Spanish, man. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Oh, sorry. That was good. That was good. 
So, uh, yeah, magazines, all that stuff. And then in mid-1999, uh, Meshuggah performed in several Swedish concerts. The band started to write some new material, but reported in the mid-2000 that songwriting isn't that dramatic, but we're slowly getting there. And I feel that because, you know, I've been working on my solo album for God knows how long. DJ's probably been, like, gave up waiting on mine at this point. Like, because <laughs> I know he knows about it. But it's just sometimes it's hard. It you know? I feel like you were showing me those songs while I was still in high school. No, 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 no. Because a lot of those got written after high school. Um, for you. But no, like, no, 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 what, for what you. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then it was for sure. But it's for sure been like five years. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. The oldest song the oldest song on my personal album is from 2015? Okay, yeah, that's about what I thought. 2015, yeah. 2016, something like that. Yeah, I remember from a long time ago, you were telling me about, you were telling me about your project, too. Yeah, I look, if I, if I were to actually put it out right now with everything I've written for it, I'd have like 14 tracks. But I've scrapped so many songs because I just didn't like them, uh, or this or that, or they didn't match the the concept of the album. So right now I have eight songs, and I gotta work on. I gotta write two more for it. That's where I'm at with that with my solo album. But that's why it hasn't been released, even though I've been talking about it for so many years. It's just I keep scrapping songs or doing something. So like I just took one off that was the the first song on the entire album ever. I just took that off the album because it just doesn't match the album anymore. I'm still gonna release it probably like as, as a single or something, but it just it just yeah. doesn't work for the album. But but that's why I'm like I feel that whole sight read song uh, sight reading songwriting <laughs> isn't as dramatic. Why am I thinking about musicianship right now, man? That test was gnarly. <laughs> no no no, I mean the class musicianship. I'm just saying that class is the, the yeah. test was gnarly. <laughs> anyway, um. So, yeah, yeah, so that happened. And then, um, uh, where'd I go? I lost my place. There I am. Uh, so while fans were waiting for the next uh, album, a collection of demos, remixes, unreleased songs, and unreleased songs from the Chaos Fear sessions were released as the Rare Tracks album. And Hyum left the band in July 2001 for unclear reasons. Interesting. I wonder why it was. Uh, Mashuga joined Tool on a lengthy tour playing for more than 100,000 people total. Jesus, man. That's crazy. Could you imagine playing for that many people? (laughs) It's not a bad gig. DJ, what's your biggest crowd been? Oh, DJ just dipped as I was asking, man. Never mind. (laughs) He'll be back. Oh. Izzy, what's your biggest crowd? I have no idea. Base, like the biggest crowd for me was like when I played for um, my college, uh, my community college's uh, graduation. Oh, yeah, I did that like I want to say like three years in a row. How many and then, graduates uh, were there? I mean, what was that class of? I mean, um, that was nice. that was my class because I performed for my graduation. And I performed for the two graduations before that as well. Oh, okay. What were the class yeah. sizes on those? Like, fucking thousand uh, people or something? Or so, yeah. And I'm each bad. of us got like six tickets oh, to Jesus. invite people. So, so. probably around two thousand people. Yeah, the the stadium was full. Oh. Yeah. Like it's like a Wait, college. It was, uh, it was oh, a college wow. football stadium. So. 
Yeah, that's that's more than two thousand people then. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to conduct yeah. my last year too. So. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Wow. All right. Overshadow me entirely, bro. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. For, for oh, yeah. me, it was at my, my high school graduation. Um, like, I played, like, way oh, yeah. cooler shows with them, you know? Like, but I just say, because, like, that's just, like, you know, you play a song. People aren't there yeah. for you. They don't really hate you. Yeah. Like, I feel that. Yeah, that's why, so that's awesome. why it's like, 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 man, I can't wait to see these guys play. Uh, so, for me, I think Venice's was, like, three or 4,000 people oh, no, that no. were there for my graduation or something like that. Uh, but you know the biggest shows that I played with Midday Moon. Like we played out in LA and we had like a decent crowd there. That was like a big stage. But um, when we played the FIU Uproar concert, which was like January of 2020, so it was the last show we played before the pandemic. We had a really good crowd there too. I, don't, I wouldn't be able to guess how many people, but um, but we played like a, a bigger stage than the one that we had in LA. Alan. Oh um, wow! Okay, that's crazy. Too. Uh, and we had our name behind us again too, and whatnot on like the so screens cool. and, and everything, nice. and and so it was it was a it was like higher up, and, and there was a lot of people there. It was, it was pretty fun. So that's it. Damn. That's it on at least a, at least a few hundred to you know maybe a thousand plus or something. I think my biggest crowd has only been like eight hundred people, so not as big as your guys' crowds. But I've also never played for a school function like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Do. That's why it's like. That's the my that's my biggest one, but I don't really like count that one as much because that was like me, D'Angelo, and Elias. I don't know if you ever met Elias, but I didn't meet him. Uh, but that was when like, you were guys. Wasn't that when you? No, no, no. I remember you guys were playing Eleanor Rigby for something. But was it that, or was it for something else? I don't ever remember playing Eleanor Rigby to be honest. Oh, I do. I remember you had. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't TBA practicing that because I remember you guys had to go to people for that because you were playing something. I definitely didn't sing that, dude. I know for sure there's no way that I did. I don't I, think you did. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's not that sound familiar. Oh, then what did you guys play? We played Stray Cats, right? Ah, okay. I can't remember why I didn't get to play that with you guys. I mean, we were all a band together like at that time. Yeah, but it. Because me and Elias were seniors, and then Trace didn't even play with us. That's why it was me, D'Angelo, and Elias. The only exception that Kornbeck made was for D'Angelo. Because but, he's, but me he's and Elias were seniors. Or because he's your brother? Both. Okay. I've, I didn't talk to, to Kornbeck about that, actually. Had I, maybe I could have gotten Trace and I I don't think that. so, because... Yeah, because we were trying to get Trace to do it, and she wouldn't let Trace do it. Like, and it wasn't just her decision. It was like the performers were supposed to be seniors. So, uh, well, so she whatever. like she spoke up for my brother. What's done is done, though. Doesn't really matter, I guess. But yeah, it was like seven years ago. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, it was. Yep. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Whoo. Time flies. Time flies. That's that's a scary thought. I was like, you said seven, and immediately I got hit with age. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. You are old. Oh, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. But a anyway, oh, moving on with some more Mashiga. How long have we been at this, by the way? 40 minutes? Okay, cool. Just keeping track. I got to start to kind of zoom through this stuff. Uh, all right. So March 2002, Mashiga recorded three track demos with programmed drums in their home studio which were based on Hake's sample drum kit from Hell. That's cool. Uh, and the upcoming record, 
was recorded in five to six weeks in May and was produced by the band at Dugout Studios in Uppsala at its, and at its home studio in Stockholm. The last minute decision to join 2002's OzFest tour forced the band to mix the album in two days and master it in one. Damn! Imagine having to do all the mixing and mastering in three days? In in 2002, that's insane because that is not as easy as it seems. Now nowadays, I could probably do that in three days, but well, that's because of the resources that I have and all of that. But then my experience with this stuff. But but to do that back then, almost 20 years ago, that sounds like a nightmare. Fuck all that. Um. Anyway, so yeah, then Meshuggah immediately went on another U.S. tour after finishing the recording. The album Nothing was released in August of 2002, selling 6,500 copies, a little more, in its first week in the U.S. and reaching number 165 on the Billboard 200. And then uh, with this album, Meshuggah became the first band in the history of Nuclear Blast Records to crack the Billboard 200. Oh, that's cool. And also became the first band signed to Nuclear Blast to receive... Oh, sorry, to be reviewed in the Rolling Stone magazine. That's also pretty cool. Meshuggah really set the bar for this shit, you know? For for, for them, anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Meshuggah's previous two releases, uh, Catas- or, sorry, Chaos Sphere and Destroy, Erase, Improve, has, have sold 38,773 and 30,712 copies to that date, respectively. I guess that should have said had sold, then. Uh, the CD booklet of Nothing has no liner notes, lyrics, or credits, only a hint of one word, Ingentine, which is Swedish for nothing. All this information is available on the CD-ROM. Oh my god, CD-ROM. Like the word CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what the ROM part stands for, if it stands for anything. I, I know the CD is compact disc, but I don't know the other part. Anyway, at the end of 2002, the band went on another U.S. tour with Tool and a headlining tour of its own. That's cool. Uh, I and Catch 33, 2003-2006. In 03, Hikestorm hinted in the direction of the band's new album by saying, quote, There are only thing- Wait, sorry. There's only one thing I really feel that is important. We never measured our success in terms of sales because we're quite an extreme band. It's more that people understand where we're coming from. I get more of a fan coming up and saying that we've totally changed their way of looking on metal music than having like 200 kids buy it. I mean, it would be nice for the money, but that's not why we're in it. So what I'd like to see is that we keep progressing, keeping the core of what Meshuggah has always been, but exploring the bar, so to speak. Destroy Racing Proof was like exploring the dynamics of the band. Chaos Fear was exploring the aggressiveness, aggressiveness the all outside and nothing is more of a sinister dark pretty slow album actually so honestly now i don't know where we're going it might be a mix of all of them end quote that's a long ass quote man <laughs> yeah. i like that though that was pretty cool uh so moving on to 04 bassist dick lovegren joined meshuggah the band then recorded and released the i ep which contains a single 21 minute track Released on Fractured Transmitter Records. 21 minutes, man. The fuck? That's a lot. I, I, no. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Wow, you like, this is my shit right there. <laughs> Audio Metal is just like, it's not long enough. 
<laughs> Actually, I was gonna say, um, wait until you hear about the one. There's one um, album that's like an hour fuck long. An album being an hour long makes sense. One track. That's not what oh. you said. Oh, sorry. That's a, that's a different story. Yeah, that is bro. entirely yeah. different story. Yeah, that is a very different story. An, an album story. with only one track that lasts an hour long. I should have uh, said that. That's not an album, dog. That's a single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, then. Uh, moving on. Mashuga spent about six months in total recording the EP Catch 33, the only Mashuga on, uh, album on which programmed drums has been used, was released the following year in May of 2005. I actually never realized that they had programmed drums, and now I need to listen to some of that to see what it sounds like, because, yeah, that's news to me. Um, anyway, um, program drums, uh, blah, blah, blah. seven, they got 7,000 copies of catch 33 were sold in the first week and it debuted at number 170 on the billboard 200 chart in 2000, uh, in June of 2005. The video for the track shed was released in June and the previous album, nothing sold approximately 80,000 copies in the U S to that date. According to uh nielsen sound scan whoever that is i have no clue uh they actually won a swedish grammy nomination or sorry earned a swedish grammy nomination for that and uh then in 2005 october to be specific remstein released a single of their song benzin with a remixed version by mashuga that's kind of cool that's pretty cool if you ask me uh, in December of 05, uh, oh, sorry, let me finish reading this before I actually start saying that. I don't know where I'm jumping to. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So in 2005, uh, basically, in December of 2005, Mashuga basically was just like, hey, Warner, we're going to keep going with you guys. Cool. Warner of Scandinavia, to be specific. Um, and then in, oh, in, uh, oh, why, why in then? If this is after, if this is written after, but it's talking about before, why would you write? <sighs> Sorry, it just, it's, it frustrates me when things aren't structured properly. I'm like, dude, come on, get it right. Anyway, um, so in November of 2005, Hake said in an interview uh, that the band was actually not happy with the productions of Chaos Fear and Nothing because... Uh, they didn't have too much time to devote to them while they were on tour. Uh, so that's an interesting statement from somebody that wasn't in the band at the time. So I'm, I'm wondering how much authenticity that actually has, you know? Uh, I'm not saying that he's lying. I'm just saying, like, he was out of the band at that point. I don't know what the band themselves felt during that time. So I don't know. I think it's kind of bold to say that unless it was, like, openly said and the rest of the band just never mentioned it. You know what I mean? But whatever. Uh, so nothing was uh, remastered and remixed, uh, and actually had re-recorded guitars and re-released in October of 2006, still through Nuclear Blast Records, of course. Uh, and then they also had included a DVD featuring the band's appearance at Download Festival in 2005, and they got music videos out for the songs. Rational Gaze, Shed, and New Millennium Cyanide Christ. God, that's a long-ass name. What the hell? 
Anyway, so then we have the 2007 to 2013 chapter. Uh, in March of 07, they returned to the um, studio so that they can record the Obzen record. Um, and that ended in oh, October. So what is that? Seven months later? Not bad. Seven months for an album is not bad, if you ask me. Um, and then, yeah, it says that they spent most of the year, most of a year, sorry, on the album. Uh, and it's the longest recording session yet for them. And then it says a significant portion of the year was spent learning to perform the songs they wrote. Wow. Imagine writing something that you can't play. I've done that. I've actually done that. Let me tell you. So I sometimes what I do is like I'll write in uh, in MuseScore or something. And I'll write something that sounds really cool, right? But then I try to play it and I'm just like the fuck have i done you know and like to this day there's one song that i never finished learning how to write or play and i wrote it because i got tired of the song anyway so i was like screw this riff entirely and i just scrapped it entirely but i still know what it is i still have a recording of it somewhere yeah i never played it properly i would every time i played it'd be a different variation of what the hell i wrote Sorry, I'm like trying not to burn myself with this tea. It's good tea, chamomile and uh, and hibiscus mist. Uh, mix. I said mix, didn't I? Whatever. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they went on tour in '08 and all that stuff. They in in May of '08 they published a music video for the song Bleed. Of course, we all know Bleed, right? Izzy, do the thing. Oh, Izzy's not here. Never mind. Um. <laughs> I, I try my That's all right. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um. That's funny. I saw the name McFarland and instantly went to uh, Seth, and that's not even close to right. Uh, the the music video was produced by Ian McFarland, and was written and directed and edited by Mike Petchy and Ian McFarland. Killswitch Production said. Quote, it's extremely cool to work with a band who is willing to allow the music and imagery to speak for itself and who does not insist on themselves being the prominent focus of the video. End quote. I I don't know how I feel about that necessarily. I mean, you know, uh, like in my own videos, I'm not going to try to be the center of attention for the videos, but like, you know, if, if what I'm doing is what makes sense for the video... You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat that with something else, you know? But that's just me. Anyway. Uh, in 09, uh, Obzen was nominated for a Swedish Grammy again. Uh, though I don't think it won. Uh, in February of that same year, Hake announced that the band was planning a concert. Oh, I guess he was still in the band. Who was it that left then? Oh, it was the other guy. My bad. The, the I think it was the drummer that left. And Hake is the bassist. I'm just stupid, so never mind about what I said about the uh, the other thing. I mixed up who I was thinking about. Uh, so I take back that whole... It's kind of bold to say when you're not in the band because that was the wrong person. My bad. Uh, Hake announced that the band was playing in concert DVD and a studio album. In April, Meshuggah was forced to cancel the Scandinavian shows uh, because of Hake's herniated disc, which that's got to fucking suck. Um... 
and he went under he, he i mean he underwent surgery and recovered for european summer festivals uh but the dvd was still released in february of 2010 in europe um and a few days later in north america thordendahl stated uh, started to work on a second solo album in june of that year with belgian drummer drummer dirk verben verburen Ver Verburen. God, I can't speak. Verburen. Uh, and then the next album for Meshuggah, Colos, 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 was released in March of 2012 in Germany. Uh, a few days later in the rest of Europe, the next day after that in North America. It actually made it to number 17 on the Billboard 200. That's a huge ways away from 147 or whatever the other number was. Um, it actually sold 18,000 copies in the first week. Uh, in Sweden, that actually made it to number 12, which is just fucking crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then we have 2013 to now. Uh, in February 2013, Mashiga released a free two-track EP entitled Pitch Black with Scion uh, AV. The EP features a previously unreleased track, Pitch Black, that was recorded by Frederick Thordendahl uh, in 2003, actually, at Fear and Loathing in Stockholm, Sweden. So that that was actually, what, uh, 10 years? 10 years on hold. It named Damn, that's crazy. Holding a track for 10 years, like I haven't actually done almost the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Forward four years from now, it's still not released. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant the, the the original track that I that that I took off the album. That that song is almost ten years old. It's uh, yeah. That song is from 2012. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to release that this year. I guess I don't know. I'll see what happens. Uh, the second track is a live recording of "Dancers to a Discordant System" from the Obzen record. And then um, the track was recorded at Distortion Fest in Eindhoven, Netherlands on December 9th, 2012. So in May of 16, Meshuggah released a teaser video on their YouTube page and confirmed that their next studio album was to be released in late 2016. And then July of that same year, the title was revealed and it's The Violent Sleep of Reason and was given the date of October 7th to be released. Uh, however, uh, The Violent Sleep of Reason was shortlisted by Impala, the independent music company's association, for the, al- for the Album of the Year Award in 2016, which rewards on a yearly basis the best album released on an independent European label. That's sick. That's fucking sick. They got a whole ass fucking album for that. That's awesome. Uh, June of 2017 saw the band announce that Thorndendall was going to take leave from touring and would be temporarily replaced by Per Nilsson from Scar Symmetry. Why does that sound familiar? I know that name. I don't know why, but I do. In 2018, Meshuggah received a Grammy nomination for the song Clockworks under Best Metal Performance. I mean, I'm reading this Grammy stuff, but I really don't care about it just because the Grammys are a fucking joke to me. I'm sorry. They just are. You know? Like, before when I was younger, it was like, oh, cool. My favorite band won a Grammy. And now I'm just like, 
fucking fuck those shoes. Exactly. I'm like, man, it's just a fucking Grammy. Like, give him a good award, sure. I know I'll be impressed, but it's just a Grammy. Man, at that point, like, it's really about money and not quality, because, like, who was it? That won the fucking best metal performance over Metallica's one in like '97. Oh, uh, fucking oh, Jeff Gold. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. It's like that's it's not even long. metal. I know. But, but like, that's like the biggest stain on the Grammy um, awards. They don't even show that stuff on the fucking uh, TV anymore, right? Like, yeah, Jethro Tull or no. as metal as main. There's nothing metal at all. I remember one time when I was watching the Grammys, it was the the one the year that uh Hailstorm won. Um they didn't even show it. I was watching the the, the I think uh, either the live recording if not the pre recorded uh shit. Um you know, Hailstorm really... won? Huh? I'm surprised Hailstorm won something because I fucking love them, they're great. But it's the Grammys we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they won uh, best metal performance, I think, and uh, wow. I forgot who else was, was nominated too. But um, I was watching uh, the Grammys. I don't know if it was it was the live, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say live stream, but you get the point. More right. was already recorded because you know um, we're in California, and you know how they record their stuff three hours before they uh, show it on TV uh, here in California, and. They never showed the, the metal, um, the best metal performance or something. Yeah, any of those metal stuff, the rock stuff, all of that, they never they never show it. They never talk about no. it. That's like, bullshit, though. Yeah, I can see DJ's mouth moving, but I can't hear him. Uh, so that's interesting. Still can't hear you, bro. I think you have to, uh, yeah, log out and log back in. <laughs> What's up? DJ? Can you hear me? Yeah, there you yeah. are. Okay. I don't know what was happening. I mean, I wasn't muted. That was weird. But I was saying that um, at, at the Grammys, uh, they did the metal stuff on the pre-show. And that um, I sent you guys the, the poppy performance, too. And it was cool, but it's like it, nobody's going to see it unless you're watching that like on that stream on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, like, they don't announce, like, oh, you can watch this stuff beforehand here or there or whatever. Like, as far as I know, they don't announce it. If they do, it's I mean, hidden to all hell. I mean, I I watched it because I saw the announcement, but I get what you mean. It's not as, it's not as public. And I think that's very stupid of them. I mean, the yeah. Grammys supposedly are like, oh, yeah, we're all about music and everything. And then don't tell us very well that we can watch this or do that and then by not streaming it you know there's loss of viewer count there not that many metalheads are going to want to watch the grammys nowadays anyway since it's such a joke but they could have prevented all the hate that they're getting just by showing us this stuff you know yeah yeah but for the longest time they've just been it isn't that we're about the music it's that we're we're going to tell you what music you should be listening to. Yeah. Basically. And then and then even go back like a couple years ago and all the bullshit drama that happened with Metallica and their yeah. mics being off. It's like so convenient that like rock and metal just kept getting snubbed or just shit on like that, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, because, like, how are you going to have this kind of an issue? I think somebody said that it was a, a an unplugged mic or something. It's like... Yeah, bro. Oh, don't, don't blame Gaga, right? What? Yeah. yeah like, how, how convenient, bro. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, how convenient that it was just Metallica stuff. They they didn't even disconnect Lady Gaga's stuff either. Right. Yeah, exactly. With them. How convenient that Lady yeah. Gaga knew the lyrics to cover, you know? Like, I'm not saying there's well, no I mean, reason for her not to know that stuff. She's a huge fan. Yeah. But like, I just, you know, you know that they told her, hey, learn the rest of this so that you can sing it because we're going to butcher his shit. Not really, but like, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know about that, dude. I'm I don't know about that. <laughs> she, like I'm, I'm kidding. I'm she kidding. was related to play, to, to play with them. Like, yeah. To sing yeah. With yeah. Them. It was a, plus, she's, she's a known metal fan, too. No, yeah, I know, I know, was, but the, the performance was supposed to be James singing the first verse and her singing the second verse or something like that with them doubling up on the chorus. Yeah, I think that's what I was told, um, which is why I said that at all. But I mean, I'm kidding. Like, I know she's a metal fan. Like, I've seen various things from her saying that as much and singing lyrics and all that shit. Like, I, I know. I'm just fucking being mad about it for no reason, honestly. Yeah. Well, not no reason. <laughs> not no reason, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, here in full Kai mode. <laughs> yeah, conspiracy theorists, yeah. Yep. Alright, let me finish up reading this, sorry, because uh, well, we're almost done. Bro, uh, the podcast is almost over. I know, done I the know. History. <laughs> oh, wow. I know, I have one paragraph left, okay? One paragraph. Alright. In, uh, in an interview in 2019, in November, Hackstrom hinted that the band was beginning work on a new album, and the recording for that actually started this month. Um, nice. Yeah. So later, uh, later this month, that month. Oh, sorry. Later in the month of 2019, I guess is is what it's trying to say. Uh, the band said that Thornton Dahl had ended his hiatus and would be participating fully in the recording of the new album. So he's back to the band and everything, and he's back to health and everything. So we're gonna get a Meshuggah album either this year or next year, and I'm actually a little excited for that. Kind of down, yeah. Yeah. And I still don't know what they sound like. <laughs> well, then uh, it, it is time for suggestions. So how about we yeah. do some suggestions? And I'm going to go yeah. ahead and take the first shot and uh, play Bleed because everybody loves that song. So, and also, why the fuck not? <laughs> Deadass. Uh, so let me get in here, pause groove music, and then get into here and... Open the Spotify viewing so that people can see that. Oh, let me move that up. Oh, wrong thing. Let me move that up a little bit to do that. And then where's where is Groove Music? I don't even know what that is. That's great. I'm just going to leave that alone, I guess. Whatever. Let's go to Spotify. And then let's play Bleed. Yeah. All right. Who's got next suggestion so I can queue it up? I got it. So uh, this is uh, another 2021 uh, release, and I promise this isn't microtonal. This isn't a long ass song or a short ass song, um, but I do hope it makes it the list. It's um, uh, unfathomably fucked by Werewolf. <laughs> unfathomably fucked by yep. werewolves. Yeah. All right, I put it in yeah. the queue. It is in the queue now. Sick. 
Whoa, I made that way too big. I made that way too big. Okay, so this is what Mashiga sounds like, DJ. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Oh, they use, they use um. No, it's actually pretty, they're pretty cool. <laughs> What'd you say, Audimetal? Sorry. Oh no! By the way, they use eight-string guitars. Because of oh, course. Oh, dope. I had an eight-string for a while. I still have the string packs in my freaking little coffee table because uh, I never Ooh. got rid of those. Well, tell us about your experience with an eight-string. Uh, it was gnarly. It was the neck, man. The neck was so fucking fat. Jesus. <laughs> like, oh my god, I I can't even, dude. I, okay, normal necks are maybe this thick, right? Let me put that in front of here. Normal necks are about that thick, give or take. And the H-string neck was like this freaking thick. And I'm like, Jesus Christ almighty. You know? I, I don't know if you can see that, but uh, this is a six-string guitar. Right. Let's see that. Yeah. Which is about what I said. Yeah. And then don't tell me you have an H-string. No, I have. Um, oh, I thought he was about to pull it out right now. Yeah, me too, oh. dude. I was like, yo. I mean, I, I have this seven string over here, but it's not even as thick as this. This is like probably that, like. That's a little bit thicker, yeah. 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 It's a good comparison still, though, nonetheless. But uh, yeah, playing on that thing was. It was actually really intimidating at first because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm like, how do I even use these lower strings, right? Uh. I got used to it after a while and then got to a point where I was just not using it. And um, on my YouTube channel, I had actually posted a cover of The Trooper by Iron Maiden. And I didn't have a bass at the time. So I drop tuned the top four strings on the oh on the eight string and used that as my bass. And that video doesn't exist nice. anymore. It's it's gone. But yeah, that's what I yeah. that's what it amounted to. And then I ended up selling the damn thing because I just didn't use it anymore. I was like, fuck this, like I'm done. And so now um, I have a drop tune guitar so that I play in B standard, but it's still only the six strings. Uh, I yeah. may consider getting the seven string maybe one day, but I honestly doubt it. Sick. What's your like playing on uh, a seven string? Um. It's a little different than uh, playing with uh, with a six string, obviously, but it's uh, it, it it's it feels a little thicker. I've never had an experience with an eight string, but uh, but uh, it's it's still kind of thick, you know. Yeah. But you have the the string over here, you know. It's it, it's it, and you get used to it, you know. Yeah. Thick with and how it, many keys are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's a thick boy. Mm-hmm. It's thick. Right. So I imagine the A-string is going to be low. Yeah. a lot thicker than this. <laughs> yeah. I think this is thick as the one on my classical uh, semi-string. Oh, my God. The, the neck. Okay, but to be fair, classical guitar necks are thicker than um, electric guitar necks. That's why I said it's, uh, the eight-string is uh, the... the um, the fretboard on the nay string is probably as, as thick as the the one on the classical guitar. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. At least on my seventh string classical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friggin' uh Would any of the rest of you guys 
Okay, let's see. DJ is the only one that plays guitar. So DJ, would you consider playing in a seven or eight string at some point? Not buying one, just would like I consider playing on one. Like, I mean, sure, I'd pick up a guitar and try it out. But like, yeah, buying it and making it my main thing, no. No, no, no. Like, I'm not I, I don't see that. that being part of like like midday moon's future. Like me, just you know, maining a second string guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean for you to buy one or anything. I just, I just yeah. mean to play it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd try it out. There's no harm in doing that. Uh, Izzy, uh, I know nothing about brass, and you know this, so I'm gonna ask what's possibly a stupid question. Uh, do different number valve trumpets exist? Yes. Both upper and lower? Yes. Have you played on... Uh, I, I have not played on them. I have seen... I've only seen pictures of a two-valve trumpet. And I've seen a couple of piccolo trumpets, which typically have the fourth valve, just so that way you can play in the normal range of, a, of your standard trumpet. As the name suggests, the piccolo trumpet plays higher than a regular trumpet. I would imagine. And that's basically like the closest that we get to that. Like that's the most vowels that I've seen. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, mm -hmm. in the brass world, there's a couple of um, uh, there's a couple of euphoniums, which are basically just uh, smaller tubas. Right, right. Uh, that have a fourth valve on the side. It's for intonation. Sorry, it's, it's used for intonation as I was doing it like that just because uh, I stepped away from the mic like that. It'd be like and that sometimes. I remember it. I think there's some tubas that have the same thing. And gotcha. then in the case of trombones, uh, there's a thing called the trigger where they, it essentially gives them, it's kind of like having a valve, uh -huh. but all it does is transpose them into another key. So that way they're able to um, uh, to more easily play uh, certain um, passages just because going from uh, one note to another might end up being from going from seventh position uh, where you have your hand all the way out like this <laughs> or just like bringing it up close like right up to like like to to first position which is like having it all the way put in, which won't be a smooth transition. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's also how, um, uh, what's it called again? Uh, French horns, uh, do a similar thing. Cause okay. uh, a lot of French horns, they they technically have two keys, mm -hmm. which is also switched between, uh, the guttural the growl on that. Holy shit. What? The guttural growl from this shit. Did you hear that? It's just low as shit. Oh no! I, I'm, Holy I'm shit! I nailed like that. Grass tech mode. So. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. No, that's cool. But basically, the just like how with the trombone, they have the trigger that transposes them. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with like that. Where typically, like nowadays, it's usually switching from F to B flat. Gotcha. Yeah, guitars have that transposing thing too. It's called a bar. No I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no, man. I mean I'm that's sorry. only with those instruments, but that's gotcha. purely just for like intonation and just um How much do you want to play on the one of those though? Ease of life. <laughs> eh. 
I'm not really all that interested. I'm interested in the piccolo trumpet, but gotcha. Kind of need a, gotcha. I kind of need the money for that. And yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Anthony. Before I ask you anything, uh, does anybody have the next suggestion so I can queue it up? You guys want to hear uh, metal, or you guys want to hear something different? This is suggestions, man. We can hear whatever the fuck you want to play. I just, yeah. I know, I just don't know. So, what are you guys in the mood for? You guys want to hear something different this time, or you want to hear another metal song? Uh, something, something different. Yeah, let's do right, something go different. Go with Lava. Go with Lava by Still Woozy. Oh wait, did I tell you Still Woozy last time? Uh, no. This doesn't. Well, I don't know if you told me about Still Woozy last time, but this song definitely not. Cause it's not, it's not ringing okay. a single bell. Honestly. Okay, yeah, then let's, go with, Amiri, let's go with that. Not in the Uh, alright, cool. So, Anthony, no, no, uh, the yeah. question for you is, uh, would you consider getting good at an instrument? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, what was it that you used to, I remember you used to play drums, right? Um, what, how many drums did you, yeah, how many different, like, things did you ever play on at once? Oh, I was never good at any of them. I tried to do drums, I tried to do guitar. I'm not uh, asking if you were good or not on them. I'm just asking, like, did you play a five-piece? Did you play a four-piece? What was it that you were playing? I, I think it was a four-piece. It was a kitty four-piece. So it was bass drum, snare drum, and two toms? Yes. Okay. So would you consider playing on something like Lars's kit, which is like a fucking 16-piece? Uh... I'm not it's saying to be good or not. I'm just saying for shits and giggles. Yes. Yes, I would. How fucking cool would it? Or not. No, no. Mike Pornoy's kit. Oh, my God. And I, and I would try to destroy that thing, too. I'll just throw a ham on it. My, dude, Mike Pornoy's kit, where he has all the fucking... The, every Tom shape, size, and existence. Yeah. God, that Or, or the Lady of Earth's drum kit. You know, yeah. He had a bunch of stuff. That'd be crazy, man. That'd be insane. Fuck, man. I'm not a drummer at all, but I have. I'm happy with my little five piece. I'm. I'm good there, you know. It's not even like a, a acoustic kit. It's an electronic kit. I, I can't fit an acoustic kit in here. Fuck all that. Excuse me. But I would want one. I would want one though. That'd be cool. Cause then I could have people come over and drum. <laughs> I wish I had the space to set up my my studio properly and set up the drum so then I'd have no excuse to not play. But that's just me being lazy, but anyway. Anyway, so, uh, hey, DJ, are you still there? Yeah. So, uh, what's it like being famous and having 300,000 listens on Spotify? That was, that was me who replied to you. I know. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. But uh, man, I, nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Nobody, nobody knows <laughs> unless like unless they know. Nobody knows <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, actually, if, if you, you don't, don't know, know, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't say the next word, Izzy. What I is this? Oh wow, this is this is so smooth and not aggressive at all. Um, no, this <laughs> this gives me sort of like some some indie vibes to it but like he incorporates rap into a lot of his music and i feel like there's just like a lot of genres that sort of make up this guy's sound he's pretty cool and gotcha. it's just him it's just the one dude gotcha. he's got some like just sort of weird music videos and stuff too that are pretty cool fun to watch gotcha gotcha um 
Who's got next suggestion? Sorry. Uh, I'll go. All right. What you got? Um, that's had a from my childhood. Uh, I walk alone saliva. I walk alone by saliva. By saliva. Yeah. Okay. You in these WWE songs, bro, I swear. Mm-hmm. Wrestling's fake. Hands? <laughs> I don't know. I just like saying that to people. And? So what? <laughs> I like your uh, response to that, actually. That's a good response. <laughs> Be proud of what so you watch. Movies. So are what? Is it so, so are movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think yeah. anybody thinks movies are real, though. Not like... <laughs> like crazy movies with insane special effects anyway like i don't know man, I don't know, man. Know. siege of, siege of Janetville is a great movie though and it's based on true story the movie itself isn't real but those events are real but uh just saying something like that it's like a little different uh audi metalhead are you still there he's not still there i'm over here trying to tell him that his song didn't make the list <laughs> you sense it. You dipped it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna hear it. I don't want to hear it. You <laughs> don't want his reaction on camera. <laughs> his damn it, <laughs> damn it, bobber. <laughs> Yo, metal. Do you remember um which full beat song I put on the show before? Like, did uh, you ever save that song? I saved it in my memory bank, sort of. Uh, all I know is okay. that all I oh I thought this was a different song entirely um, all I know is that it had a lyric uh, that said uh, counting all the assholes in the room okay yeah yeah that, that was the one <laughs> I was almost going to suggest today but I didn't remember if I suggested that one or not dude uh, that should have like made the list and I forgot then. to put it on the list and I don't remember the name of the song it's called still counting thank you uh, I gotta put it on the uh, list. Very fitting. Name. Okay, good, good, good. I love but, that um, song. It was great. Yeah, but they have, they have some good songs. So maybe I'll, I'll bring a, another one of their songs in one of these days. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, dude. Since that episode, I I, I couldn't even remember which episode it was to even try to go look dude, for. Dude, that it. was when I first started. That was like within my first month on the show. I feel like. <laughs> Did you join during summer or did you come during season two? It was summer, summer session episode one. It was my first episode. Oh, okay, okay. So you were doing the summer sessions. Cool, cool. Got it. Yeah. I remember recruiting Carlos uh, after summer sessions ten, I think it was, which was also oh, okay. the first episode that I did. Uh, what if it was in B standard? I think is what it was when I did that. Yeah. I remember that. That's crazy. That was crazy a while ago. Izzy, what's your suggestion before I forget to ask you? Uh, Shattered Illusions by Black Sun. Shattered Illusions. Uh, wait, what? By Black Sun? Yeah. Not by uh, Detente? Huh? Not by Detente? <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh... Uh, let's type Black Sun. Sun as in El Sol or Sun as in Hijo? Sun as in El Sol. Okay. Black Sun. 
That's like such a easy way to describe that now. Like I've always been like sun as in the sky, or and then I just don't know what to say <laughs> like after that. But like that's so much better. <laughs> It ain't popping up or what? It took a while, but I got it. I got it. Okay. I think I got it. Uh, yeah, DJ, I, I I realized that there's no easy way for me to say it in English, so I was like, she's going to say it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but now you have I a mean, new way to do that if you ever come across that. <sighs> I mean, like, that's kind of just like the default, I feel, with any... Uh, um, Spanish slash English speaker. To be but fair, particularly if they started speaking Spanish. To be fair, like when you're in full English mode, or if you're only talking to someone in, that speaks English, you don't think to use your other language, because like That's for true. whatever for X Y Z reason, you know. Now, well, it's just my. I realized that like my. I found this out like a few years ago that my brain runs on bilingual. Same. I just like certain things like they just do not work if I say it in English. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, there's also certain my nieces here. I, I we noticed <laughs> nieces taking over the show. Um, but uh, cómo se llama? Uh, uh, oh, see, like that one. When I say cómo se llama, uh, I say that instead of saying what's it called or what you might call it. Because I feel like it just makes more sense to say, ¿Cómo se llama? I, I don't even know. I do that uh, a lot, too. Dude, I do that really? so much. I've just, never gotten the habit of saying that. Like, it just never felt natural to me. Like, I, I try to do it while speaking Japanese, and it just n never came natural at all. For me, it's the flip. It's because I spoke so much Japanese with so many people that I'd have to figure out my words. And I'd for them to know, I'd be like, Eto... Or I'd be like, I know, right? And it's like, yeah, I'm no, so I used mean, to I've it. I've done it. It's just I had to really think about it. Like, it doesn't come natural, naturally for me to, like, home uh, <laughs> in, like, Japanese, you know? No, I get it. I get it. I just, I got so used to saying it, and then I hadn't been saying it in English. Like, I haven't saying um, in you, English. You know what does happen to me, though? Like, you know how, like, in Japanese, they go, like, mm, like, just, mm. Mm, mm, yeah. Like, oh, see, I just or, fucking yeah. did it without even thinking. Yeah. I do that all the time. That one I did pick up on. So like, I'll just be speaking English, <laughs> like, and I was like, mm. like, and I like just but in a very like Japanese gesture, and I'm like, wait, damn it, like, uh, like I, I mean, it makes sense still in English. It's just not common, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred like, percent. I understand. Be like, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. But like, I just got mm. <laughs> so, so that happens. But I, I never in Eto or Nano. Or uh, como se llama, or uh, como se dice, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I feel. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I say that. Like, a ver. A ver? For me, I just was like, a ver. Yeah, like, like the way I just said it, a ver? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, let me see. A ver? Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. Not like super often, but I do do it every once in a while. No, for me, that's the common one. Um, One that I do sometimes, not like super common, but every once in a while. Uh, when I'm trying to call someone over, I'll just be like, oi. You know? Just, oi. Yeah. That's it. That's I say, oi. I'll just be like, mir. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> I don't use that one. Oh, sorry. But, um, yeah, no, there's a lot of things from other languages that I, I sometimes pick up from, you know, just random things. So, like, uh, you know... 
sometimes you'll hear me say shit in some other language and you'll just be like, what? And I'm like, oh, right. My bad. Like, I say, uh, je ne sais quoi a lot. And je ne sais pas. I say that so <laughs> fucking funny. much. I can confirm. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. See? It's like, yeah, I don't know why I don't true. just say, I don't know. <laughs> uh, or, like, even just beats me, but I'm just like, uh, je ne sais pas. <laughs> it's like weird. I do that, and then, um, uh, I think this is kind of it for the main ones. Like, there might be some random stuff here and there that I'll say in other languages, but that's about it, really, for the ones I really use. But, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, fucking, this song is pretty good, dude. That was a good pick, Izzy. Yeah, I like this song. Yeah. Um, this, this band grew on me a lot when I first discovered them, like, last year. What, what, what are they called again? Uh, Black Sun. Black Sun, alright. Yeah, dope. Yeah. And this song is Shattered Illusions. I actually managed to grab the Spotify window so people can actually see what's Spotify playing now. And, uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm actually like pretty happy about that. But then like, I looked over at the stream and it's just off size and I'm annoyed. So now I gotta like shrink it just a little bit. Uh, and I'm like, did that work? I have no idea if it worked. Let's see. Oh, I think I got it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I don't like when it's off center like that. Um, and it was like bleeding onto the little thing we have around us, but yeah, anyway, um, this song might actually make it to the list. I'd have to give it a, a proper listen, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the first song I suggested for them did make it. So this is the same band that, uh, that, them that wrote, uh, just, uh, just like fire. Mm. The, the one with the like the, the pretty badass bass solo hi, hi. oh yeah the bass solo <laughs> all right so that's done playing so we're gonna go hit pause or not apparently yeah and then we're gonna hit play on uh, that again and i'm gonna lock that out oh as no remorse is ending that's great <laughs> Uh, so, thank you for hanging out with us for the last hour and a half. We really... Whoa, that was loud. That was really loud in my ears. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, for the last hour and a half. There wasn't a whole lot of chatting going on this time, which kind of sucks. I have a sneaking feeling that uh, I got... Uh, we got slightly shadow banned from the stuff from earlier when I accidentally played music because we didn't get a whole lot of viewers this time. We definitely had way more than this last time, so... Hopefully, uh, I don't make the same mistake next week, because that would suck. But uh, follow us on Instagram. Like I said, it's down there. Add official pedal to the metal on Instagram and Facebook. Both of those have the link tree. If you follow the link tree, you'll get sent over to our uh, YouTube channel, where we will be live streaming in about 30 minutes from now. And it's a shoot the shit show, where we just hang out and talk about whatever. It's not about music, necessarily. Um, and we just kind of hang out. Uh, or you can watch the other stuff that's on my channel, like my epic riff videos, where I break down some really cool riffs, teach you how to play them on different uh, tunings and all that good stuff. You can watch the what ifs that Carlos was doing for a while, where he takes different bands and what ififies them, puts them in different key signatures or different genres, stuff like that. 
Uh, you can watch the Versus episode that exists, which is uh, Risk versus Say and Anger. Highly recommend watching that, so do that. Uh, we need more Versus, Audi Metalhead. I'm putting pressure on you, but not really. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Take your time, you know. Make, make them good. I don't, want you, I don't want you to rush anything. He was like, all right, cool. Like, if I was actually rushing now, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, of course, take your time and make them as badass as you can. You know, you do you. Uh, go um, go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. And then uh, the link tree will also take you to our um, Discord server where you can join the Discord server, vote for Band of the Week, put in your suggestions, all of that good stuff. You can also talk to us on the downtime. Uh, nobody's been chatting, so we haven't responded to anybody. But if somebody does, we will, of course, do our best to respond. Um, and we have a Me6 bot and an Atlas bot that you can use for different things as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, we also have our merch link where you can buy your official pedal to the metal merch. We have hoodies, crew necks, long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts. We have women's tees. We have phone cases, both for Samsung and iPhone, in a huge variety of colors, especially those phone cases. I think each of those has 15 plus different color options for them. So check that out. And we also have stickers because who doesn't want a good sticker? Uh, you can also follow me personally at Alan Music Perez, all one word. Or you can uh, follow my photography on Instagram at natures underscore beauty underscore AP. If you want it, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Alan P, the life of a musician. I posted almost 50 episodes of vlogs. I think I have one or two in the back rooms. I got to go through and see if those are actually there. Uh, so check that out. I also have my Facebook reactions where I react to old videos of myself playing from back in the day. Um, and then I also have some stuff in the works to come out soon. You can follow my personal Twitch, which is uh, twitch.tv slash metalrhino94. I've been playing Hellblade, Senna with Sacrifice, but you can also check out... Uh, I think I had an episode or two of my Pokemon run, and they might still be on there. So check that out uh, if they are. And I will be continuing the Hellblade series soon. And I have a bunch of other games lined up that I want to play on stream uh, on Twitch. Uh, so check that out if you want. But that's it for me. Who's got next? Okay. I'll go. Um, you can follow me at uh, on TikTok and Instagram at Adi Metalhead. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel, also Adi Metalhead. And that is all. I'll go next. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, once again, we're glad you guys you know, took the time to listen to us, talk about Family. You can follow us at, you can follow me, sorry, at uh, Instagram at company one of 24 And you can follow my YouTube page at youtube.com slash POV1 for the week. We're going to be doing this video this week. Hopefully, we'll be talking about this weekend. So, you're going to Cool, cool. Alright, well, BJ here. You can follow me at Contraband96 on Instagram at Contraband96 on Twitch. And then make sure to head to the link in my bio on Instagram to check out, uh, you know, Big Moon, uh, all this stuff from Step Up the Metal, and all my other projects and stuff. Uh, so feel free to check that out. And if you have a listen, let us know. Izzy, say bye. Izzy, say bye. Okay, then. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace Bye. out. Oh, God damn it. Peace out. <laughs>